Henry. How's it going, buddy? Good, Mickey. It's been too long, my friend. That's true. That's true. So I'm very, very excited about, you know, this third session that we're about to have because I've been, you know, following your journey since you ran the uh, uh, investment uh, um, arm for El Al, which is the Israeli national airline. And then you moved on uh, to become a venture capitalist and, and an investor. Uh, and then we had the opportunity to uh, run a conference together, an online travel conference. And, and the best conference you're running... ever. That's Virtu- true. Virtual That's true. I think the, I, I think it was the largest. True, true. It was the first one after the pandemic started. And I think it was the largest one so far. I think we got an one, award for four. it too. No? We, we got an we award for have. something. Yeah. During COVID. We might have, yes. So I'm very, very excited because you are a creative thinker and you're, you know, seeing this industry, you're focusing on the travel industry for so long and you have so many amazing and interesting, you know, uh, angles of looking at this. So I'm very happy to have you here, but thank you so much. Ah, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you, obviously. I think it's very important to what you're doing with this, uh, with this podcast series. And, uh, you know, it's an honor yes, to be I part think- of it. Yeah, and, and you know, as part of our work with True Spots and the products that we're building, and and we're meeting so many amazing people in the industry, and and we and I I always was thinking like there were there were so many amazing discussions that I wish people could just listen to, and I never had the chance. So this is this is the idea of this short you know video podcast. Cool. So I want to run into the first question I have, and I want to open this into a discussion because. You are not only investing in, in travel, but you're very active in travel and you have amazing partnerships you're doing with your companies and with different projects and stuff in the past few years. Why travel? What, what, is, your, what is your thing with travel? Well, it's a, it's a good question. Historically speaking, um, I, I kind of, sort of fumbled into travel back in uh, 2014, 2015. The main thing was that, you know, I was looking at different industries to kind of try and make an impact. Back at, the, at, at that time, I was doing more deep tech, Internet of Things, that type of stuff. And then uh, looking at travel, you know, it was very clear. Uh, certain aspects were very clear and really didn't make a lot of sense. So the travel industry is huge, right? I mean, it depends on who you ask, but we're talking, I don't know, eight, ten trillion dollar. Um, it's probably what, the, like the fourth maybe you know pre-covid at least uh, fourth biggest industry in the world you know for a decade it was the fastest growing after manufacturing it was you know it was very 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 let's say high growth high potential industry but at the same time in terms of vc capital virtually unrepresented uh, you know you can count well, that has stuff to do with the low margins i guess I have potentially, but, uh, you know, some travel businesses are doing quite well. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of room. And then when you look at the tech stack, right, which you, you're very, very, very familiar with, uh, it was re- pretty much stuck in the seventies. It's pretty, it's still is sort of, um, so, you know, the combination of all these things together made sense to kind of get into travel and try and make an impact in the industry and, uh, but that was like back in 2014, 2015. Um, so I had the pleasure to start probably the first uh, institutionalized uh, corporate venture fund 
um, with Elal, and then later we added on Boeing and Lufthansa and Gate Group, and we had partnerships with JetBlue and Ayata, and anyway, we did a lot of interesting stuff that at the, back at the time, we were, everything we did was like the first ever, the first accelerator, the first investment in that space, in this space, and you know, I think to this day, we're one of the top five investors, mo most active investors in the space. And I haven't been part of the fund for the last two years. So um, I don't know what it says more maybe about the industry than the fund, but still. Yeah, so that's that's kind and, of how, and, uh, how it happened. And it seems like you know the industry very, very well. And before we're digging into another project that you're running right now, which I'm curious and very, very uh, fascinated by, uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, how do you see the, the a little bit about the future you see of, you know, venture capital and, and, and travel startups? Because as you mentioned before, like venture capitalists are not um, uh, organically attracted to travel yeah. startups and, and there's a bridge to be built there. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's kind of, so that, that was one of the key experiences I've had during the four or five years I, I managed the fund was that investors and then travel founders, travel tech founders, and also corporates in the space, they don't really speak the same language. And this is obviously true in any industry, but in travel, I experienced it firsthand. And um, a lot of the work was about how can we bridge that gap? Um, look, there's two ways of looking at it. From, uh, from an investment perspective, you know, progressive investors tend to go for opportunities where you don't have a lot of competition uh, or you have a distressed asset that, you know, is, that's kind of, you know, the way that you manage the risk to some extent. Um, and I think travel looking specifically right now, COVID, post-COVID, no matter how you want to call it, uh, it's the progressive's time to take advantage of the situation. It was even more like that a year ago. And I think most of the people, most of the organizations, most of the funds that took advantage are essentially, you know, rolling in the dough now. Some unrealized, some already realized, but still. And I think it makes perfect sense because historically speaking, travel as an industry, it's a mega industry. It's not an industry like all the others. It's, you know, aviation has been around 100 years, you know, maybe 108, something like that. Um, and uh, it keeps going up. And if you look at travel in general, if you look at like the number of passengers, historically speaking, it it's always going up. It doesn't matter if there's the swine flu, if there's yeah, but it, SARS. It's, it's also becomes very accessible. Right, because right. once the open sky thing and all of these stuff just started happening, so even even if you're isolated in some you know area with pretty bad economic uh, status, uh, you still can travel, which is which is which is a big thing. Yeah, it's kind but of like a, it's a human way, need. I think. The, uh, it also creates the problem for the airlines because they need to get the prices down all the time, and there's a branding problem, and the product is pretty the same, and etc. But then you have like different tiers. Like if you talked about airlines, for example, then you have right a more commercial airline. Your airline, airlines originally were not commercial entities; they were government-owned, most of them. 
And then you started right. seeing entrepreneurs coming to this space, right? Richard Branson or, you know, all the other players that we all know very well. And then commercial airlines came to be a new financial models and, you know, low cost and ultra low cost and then ultra low cost that were flying, you know, continental. And so uh, it's a very exciting industry, honestly. But, uh, you know, the, the biggest joke about uh, airlines or aviation, if we look at travel, you know, specifically in aviation, then, you know, how do you make a, a, you know, a small fortune in aviation? You, you, you're familiar with this? So no. you, st you start with a big one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those industries where you get hooked on it, uh, but uh, it's not an easy industry. Very complex. And, yeah. And I'll, I'll take you a little bit away from venture capital because you, you are a very fascinating investor, but also you have Travel Tech Nation, which is, I think, one of the most inspiring programs uh, or, or, or like uh, um, ecosystems within the travel ecosystem. And I think you brought, for the first time, the word community into the space. Tell me about this. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think it's all part so of for, the... And I think yeah. you should start with what Travel Tech Nation is. Okay, maybe what it is, yeah. Um, so it actually started roughly, the, you know, we launched at the same time we did our conference, right? At the peak of, of COVID, right? It was like April... Um, essentially, when I was back uh, with the with the fund, uh, the corporate fund, um, I was always filling this gap between the different hats I had, uh, right? The corporate investor, the financial investor, and, you know, the sitting on the board of the of the founders, and kind of trying to kind of translate between all the different parties that they come that they interact with so that there's more tech adoption and that startups do better and the industry moves forward and uh, and it's very hard and because most of these players they don't know what the other side of the table cares about not really and most of them haven't crossed to the other side and, and travel specifically also is a very specialized industry it's not you know, everyone comes into contact with it, right? Because everyone travels. But the experience right. of a traveler, you know, it's really nothing close to what happens behind the scenes. Um, and that pretty much makes it very hard to kind of to get tech adoption moving faster in our space. And also, there's a lot of legacy that's, you know, very difficult to change. So... This, the way to solve it essentially is to try and bridge the gap. And that gap is multi-layered, right? So we have the, let's say, for example, there's the knowledge gap, right? I mean, people just don't know what other people know. And if everyone knows everything, then it'll be easier to, to talk about it and solve things. And then there's the uh, exploration gap or, you know, people don't know that, uh, that the others actually exist. So if I'm an entrepreneur and I want to talk to a specific corporate, do you know how many, like if I sell to a travel agency, do you know how many travel agencies there are in the US, for example, or just in Chicago? By the way, that was a big problem when I started. Like we actually had this problem because I had to, so I, could, I didn't know in around the world what was the market. It was very yeah. hard because we were selling to both like online travel agencies and small agencies. And I remember that I had to uh, reach to ARC in the US to buy like literally like a list of all the list. agencies to make yeah. sure that I know what the numbers are. 
Yeah, absolutely. There are organizations, ARC is one of them, but there are other organizations as well that essentially have lists of the different players in different segments in travel because there's so many of them. Um, and this obviously differs geographically. So what I'm trying to say is it's very, very fragmented. Every, anywhere you look, it's fragmented. The investors are fragmented, startups, the, the, the different customers, right? The corporates that may acquire you someday. Um, it's very, very hard to make sense of it all. Um, so obviously, most of the people don't even know each other because they don't know even the organizations. And so that's kind of what we tried to solve. So we said, okay, we don't want to do this as a service because that exists usually very regionally, but you know, that's not really scalable. Could be a good business, but not scalable. And that's not what we tried to do. We didn't think about it from a business perspective, at least in the early days. Um, the idea was how can we build tech because that's kind of, you know, coming out of Israel, right? That's like our uh, unique uh, special sauce, whatever you want to call it. Um, how can we build different products to kind of tackle these different layers of the problem one at a time? Um, and so, and to some extent, I mean, the conference we did, you know, also helped because at the time, you know, COVID at its, at its peak, if you remember, uh, companies were afraid to talk, right? Because they were waiting right. for, a, for a bailout or, you know, they didn't want to impact the stock price or I don't know, uh, they wanted to keep a face, you know, a facade that everything's well, everything's great with us because they didn't want to disappoint investors or whatever. And that really hurts entrepreneurs because they need to know what's going on. So the conversations only happen behind closed doors and not everyone has that access. Um, and we were trying to kind of find a way to, to create a stage for a bigger conversation, right? And you came up with the idea of let's do a conference, which initially sounded crazy to me, but actually was pretty genius. Um, and we ended up doing it, yeah. And I think it was a huge success. Um, and uh, we, we couldn't get everyone we wanted to talk because some of them couldn't, you know, technically. Uh, but the ones who did, you know, they inspired people to understand what's going on. People knew the problems better. People knew what's coming better. Uh, some of the people actually got, you know, hope from it because they, ha they didn't know what's going on. Uh, so, so that was the idea. And then I said, okay, you know, the thing about the idea behind Travel Tech Nation was how can we create this single source of truth where everyone, doesn't matter which role you play in Travel Tech, can come in and, you know, everyone's aligned. And so that was the original idea. So we created like our own version of Crunchbase, sort of. Like an open source, crowd-based, uh, uh, crowdsourced. I remember that with all these startups. Yeah, so right. You can find every startup, you can find the contacts. Yeah. It was just... Uh... So that was the idea. And, and, you know, we keep getting... So you, I think what happens is that when you're, a, especially when you're a starting startup, right, a fledgling startup, you're thinking, okay, I need more exposure. I want to be part of this community. So where can I be? And there's, it's pretty much the only game in town globally. Um, and right. it, doesn't, it doesn't cost them anything also. I mean, we don't charge for it. Um, so so let, me, let me just explain that in, in different words a little bit. So essentially what, what Travel Technation does today is it basically, this is like the main square of the travel industry. It basically allows you to come over and meet everybody who does anything in the space and, and learn about their activity and, and, and you know, uh, uh, show yourself up and, and show what you're doing, which is, which is perfect. And that's how you connect with people easily. 
um, and you have the opportunity to learn from them because you also have the sessions uh, like uh, uh, learning right. sessions. Uh, so which, that's which like you're tapping even... into you're tapping into the the, the 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 more advanced layers. So right, we started with okay. this, uh, the this like database which anyone can use and anyone can join and doesn't cost you anything. And then we did we took the content from the conference and created like our own version of Netflix sort of right like you can come right. and search for big data in hospitality and see someone talk about what happens in that space and you can get some information and so you know if you're a corporate if you're an investor if you're a startup then everyone is aligned now about you know what that means you know, a taste of it anyway and then we said okay so if we really want to solve the biggest problems in travel we just need to have the right people the right decision makers uh, essentially make decisions so we need them to talk to one another and you know move the industry forward and talk about the, the, the hard issues the hard topics and it's very hard during COVID it's also very hard during you know with a global industry where people meet I don't know two three times a year in you know the same conferences but what happens the rest of the year um, so that's how we kind of create so we partnered with focus right uh, which is a you know well-respected uh, brand in the space and uh, you know they do research media you know they don't need an introduction um, and essentially created our own secret treehouse right not so secret uh, <laughs> which is kind of like the missing link so we said okay we, we use tech to connect global leaders in travel tech who can move the industry forward and essentially tackle the biggest challenges. So we created this home for like handpicked, uh, or let's say a network of leading entrepreneurs, influencers, investors, uh, C-level executives mostly, from some of travel's biggest players. And the goal was to shape the future of travel with their decisions today. And so to do that, you know, we, we created our own proprietary platform, and to create the experience, the virtual experience that, you know, people actually would appreciate as opposed to, I don't know, like a typical Zoom or a webinar. Uh, something a lot more interactive, a lot more personal, uh, where people can actually, you know, move around and, you know, you got to see it to believe it, but it works. Um, so that was kind of the idea. Um, and we, I think so far we have like uh, 120 members now. Um, originally, but, but we got we got to say that like these are these are high uh, yeah. level uh, individuals in the industry. These are CEOs and MVPs of the largest corporations who basically run this industry. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll give you. I'll, I'll share a story. So we had, uh, and also we bring to meet the the members, right? The leaders. We bring uh, essentially the the icons of the industry. Right, so we had, I don't know, Chris Nesera, the president and CEO of Hilton, was the last one. And, you know, before that, we had the CEOs of, I don't know, Kayak, TripAdvisor, uh, President Travel at Amadeus. We had, uh, you know, the folks at Sertares. You know, every brand you can think of. Uh, we have, you know, AmexGBT, um, CWT, anyone, really. Like, all the big brands, you know, we usually have the CEO come and essentially meet in a sort of intimate environment, which means like 20, 30 people most. And there's no, there's no agenda. It's like, it's not like a lecture. 
It's essentially a conversation between, you know, the leaders of the industry and this person. So, for example, we had Steve Kaufer come, was the CEO of TripAdvisor, and, um, and they, they just launched TripAdvisor Plus. Uh, and, you which know, is the it, membership product. Right, the membership product, which, you know, we can debate if it works or not. I don't know. Depends on how you're looking at it. But in general, uh, it's, pretty, it's r- sort of groundbreaking that you can pay kind of like Amazon Prime for TripAdvisor, right? So you pay something and then you get better prices, or at least that was the original premise. Um, and then in the audience, you have these C-levels from all the big hospitality brands, which are members on our platform. And so the type of question, type of conversations that, that happens there, uh, really, I don't think it'll happen anywhere else. Um, and, you know, we make sure there's no press involved. We don't record the meetings and anything. So any, everyone feels pretty safe doing it. And then, you know, I don't want to mention names, but in the end of the day, there was one person asked a very tough question. Uh, Steve kind of figured out a way to, I don't know, give a proper reply. And then uh, they ended up, having um, another meeting outside of the platform. And so the guy came up to me and said, look, without this platform, I wouldn't be able to set this meeting. It'd probably take me months. What took me like a week or a week and a half, two weeks. Um, right. So that's kind of the type of thing we want to facilitate. Um, you know, we do lots of different things to try and kind of essentially bridge the gap. And uh, so it, it's sort of a startup. So we don't have a formula. We're not saying like, this is what it is. This is how it works. We're, th- we're saying these are the right people. Now we need to create the right interactions so that this community, as, as you will uh, put it, uh, essentially helps drive the industry forward. Essentially, it solves the biggest problems. Um, and that's the type of discussions we have uh, on the platform. So yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. And you know, one thing we're looking at right now, and this is kind of like a spoiler, uh, we have a lot of people that don't meet the criteria for this type of thing, right? Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, they're not veterans of the industry, for example, or they're not, I don't know, sea levels at uh, Marriott or whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, but they do want to participate. They do want to be part of this new, uh, let's say, community, this part of net, part of this network that tries to really push the industry forward. And so we're now working on uh, like a fellowship where we have a community for these type of individuals that are, you know, maybe not uh, the right fit for the leaders platform, right? The top 100 people, top 500 people, you know, the, the right, but they're still, you know, maybe they're, they're, they're getting there. They're, they're working on their journey to get there. And so we want to help accelerate that. And so that's kind of what we're working on together with Focusrite to launch um, you know, a slightly bigger venue for this type of interaction and, and get more access to these type of individuals that you bring to the table to people who are not necessarily C-level, could be you know, uh, a founder, a, very, a relatively early founder with, with, ex- with the right experience, or it could be I don't know, a director at one of the biggest travel companies or companies that has a relationship with travel and just wants to elevate their career. Um, anyway, so that's uh, in a nutshell. Interesting. So your objective is basically to make the industry accessible. And, and this is extremely important because the industry is, isn't accessible. Like you can you pretty clearly see that, like whatever you're trying to get to someone or you're trying to get to to work with somebody, it's it's a tough and you have many intermediaries in between. 
So in a, in a very normal way, like in an easy uh, scenario, you go through LinkedIn. In a complicated one, you're paying a lot of money to get to know somebody in this industry because it's pretty old-fashioned in the way I think uh, it should be working. But you are creating, you, you know, this is a very competitive space. Uh, mm -hmm. So you're bringing some very democratic, very open uh, vibe to this industry with, with your objective. Uh, why do you believe the uh, uh, the power of community will take the industry forward and and why do you invest so much in this well i feel you know it's a good question look i'm a strong believer in community i, be I believe well it's not really community. i believe in people that's the reality i think in general um people i don't know about every industry but in travel there's something i think slightly different people are kind of addicted to some to some degree it's not one of those industries you know a lot of people in travel they don't necessarily make the most money but they are they can't stop you know working in the industry because they just can't stop being part of it it's such an intricate industry so challenging and on the other side you know it, it's kind of like the inspirational aspect for a lot of people's lives um you know it's for lack of a better word, it's it's sexy. People want to be part of it. People want to be part of it as travelers, but they also be part of you know the behind the scenes. And in the end of the day, I believe that people who care and are so passionate about such an industry, you know, would be motivated uh, to really advance it and and make it better. And I think the problem is essentially putting the right people together, and you know, putting their framework around them so that they're able to do it. And no one is actually doing it. Um, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen anyone doing it, um, you know, at least not in scale. And that's kind of what we're trying to do. So I think if we, if we put enough people together, in the end of the day, we'll be able to really make a, a difference. So I'm thinking about you, for example. Let's say you want to meet a certain person because you want to, not just because it's a transactional thing, because you want to expand your view on travel. It's, it's, I don't think, I don't think there's a venue for that other than what we do. By the way, that's part of what we are doing right now. It's yeah. this, like Absolutely. literally, like that's that. Absolutely. That's why I think what you're doing is so important. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's severely lacking. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's great to hear about the stories of founders and what they did and everything, you know, and uh, all these different things that you can find. But if I want to just talk about a specific situation. Let's talk about opportunities for the creator economy in travel. Let's talk about, you know, digital nomad and what it means for travel. Let's talk about um, even, even, you know, the boring subjects, which are now becoming actually very interesting, like corporate travel. Corporate travel completely changed now. I mean, no one knows what's right. going to be the future of corporate travel, but you can make assumptions and you can have an interesting discussion about it. And it will help lead the industry forward if we have this conversation now. So, for example, on the platform, when the SPACs were like all the rage, so we brought the leaders of three of the biggest SPACs and help, you know, create a venue for people to have a conversation about it. Um, right. And that doesn't exist. Uh, I, I, I think it's mind boggling that it doesn't exist. Um, and I think our ability to do it is pretty much 
tied to the community's will to, to be passionate about it. And I think in our industry, uh, it's a no-brainer. Um, so that's kind of uh, the way I'm looking at it uh, from our end. But honestly, I mean... I, by the way, have to say something. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It's, you know, uh, when I started in the industry, so I'm coming from, tech, from the tech industry as well. So I did Rapid API before, uh, co-founded with Ido, and, uh, and previously did like social media. So I did like many very techy stuff. And then when I moved to the travel industry, people were like, uh, why? <laughs> yeah. And, you know... And, and, and I was like, and I'm, I was asking the same question, but one thing that extremely excites me, and, and you said that, is, uh, first of all, it's extremely large. Everybody wants to travel. Uh, but more, moreover, this becomes a goal for the future generations. So Gen Z and millennials, which is we are and, and, and the, younger, the younger ones, they prefer travel over everything. And I see the cultural shift becomes extremely important in the intersection between travel and technology because travel hasn't really changed much in the 20 in the recent 20 years in the last 20 years sorry uh but the consumer did and now how do you meet that and that's what excites me most about about travel um so you know trips guard true spots whatever we're building it's always with uh, uh, travelers in mind. And I think there's a large difference between what we see today and what we saw three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, and et cetera. No, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, if there are more venues where this type of exchange can happen and people can actually interact with one another, but also with the right powers that are at play here, then, you know, we'll create the new solutions, we'll meet the need, and essentially travel will be better. I think travel right now not the best experience depends on it depends on travel is pretty big but you know if you need That's to fly true. somewhere across countries you know maybe cross continent the experience is not the best um but it, it 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 has to be because it's part of what it means to be alive i think um so that's kind of um you know that's the driving force anyway behind this whole thing Cool, man. Uh, I think I think we've had 30 minutes of so many important insights. And I encourage everybody who's listening to this uh, session to go to Travel Tech Nation. And I'm a proud member, so join me yes. as, proud, as another proud member. Um, and I think you're doing an amazing job. So thank you so, so much as, a, as, a, uh, as this podcast host and as, the, uh, uh, as a member of the industry. Yes, no, I appreciate it. I, I think it's, like I said, I mean, I think what you're doing is awesome. I'm, you know, excited to be part of it. And, uh, you know, we'll make sure also our community can see everything you're doing with this amazing podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too.